It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Klaus? Klaus? Please, tell Mrs. Kildopotamus that I love her. I'm not gonna make it. The Rona, the coronavirus, she's got me bad, man. It's all your fucking fault too, Klaus. Oh, you son of a bitch. Please, though, please tell her she isn't allowed to move on. I don't want her to remarry. She must avenge my death and she must kill you, Klaus, and all the bats out in the world and find a damn cure. Bring Doris over here. Bring her now. I need some mouth-to-mouth with this 89-year-old saucy minx. Speaking of sticking things where they aren't supposed to be, it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man who's gone for more gaps than Ant and Senna. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Cooldy, a.k.a. the Cooldopotamus, butt naked in isolation, getting rubbed down from head to tippity-toe by Tibetan monks from the most unreachable parts of the Himalayas. I flew them over here in the private jet, of course. They're from the Chateau. Just flew them straight over from the Chateau on the chopper. But they're going to be using their medicines to nurture me back to health. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, whoa. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Yeah, you. Oh, oh, okay. You're just trying to locate my firm, hey, so you can park it on up in there. I don't blame you one bit. You go ahead. And enjoy it as it is the parking in my firm, show the number one comedy F1 podcast in the entire galaxy. According to my mum, we've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Jensen, Button, calling outs, and much, much more. Episode 130. Wowzers. I've done 130 of these fucking things. It's coming at you fast like Kelly PK when she discovers what's in your bank account. But don't be a Debbie Downer if you've missed out on the previous 129. 
They're there for you on the listening app. Go ahead, have a listen. But what I want you to do is this though. Look down at that listening app. Right now, look down right now. See that subscribe and follow button? Oh, baby. Blow gently on your fingers just to warm them up. You don't want to go in with a bit of foreplay with some cold digits, do you? No, and gently spank those buttons like it was a long lost lover. That way you get to hear my COVID ridden, sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week. And there ain't a damn thing wrong with rolling around in the slot with the Cultipotamus just for a little slap and tickle three times a week. No, 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 no. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, first off, I want to say this. My, bo- my voice, she's fucked. So it's taken about four attempts to get through that intro there because I've got the background music. I need to stop each time and start again. At least now I've gotten through it so I can edit most of this shit out. I'm sorry, but my God, all those people I gave shit to about getting COVID. Fuck me. It's fucking, it hurts. It hurts. But I'm going to explain on today's show how three races in, it's already over for Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator. That's right, baby. Smoothest. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. We're also going to talk about the most overrated world champion of all time and go through our driver power rankings. But first. Get out of those uncomfortable clothes. Change into something like a nice, pimped, embroidered silk robe. Or just let it all hang loose, baby. Oh, that's it. Let it swing from side to side. Oh, that's it. Now, I'm doing the show with an absolute hard erection right now because I'm looking at you. And you're looking gorgeous. And I love every... Well, the Tibetan monks want to start rubbing that down too. No, you can't do that. Maybe you can Thanks a lot, guys. So uh, that's all your fault. Grab yourself a complimentary double Midori on ice from the bar. Doris is handing him out, our 95-year-old bartender there. And sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. B1. Let's go. Oh, nice stop. Nice stop. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and give them a like. Slide into those DMs because I want to give a huge shout out to the fans that have reached out over the last few days. Checking in on me, I ge- it genuinely means a lot that you do that. But I'm going to have to cancel the Park It In My Ferme yearly orgy party that was going to be coming up at turn number 69 on the 71 mile circuit here cost me a pretty penny too this circuit roughly 68 billion dollars but yeah the orgy has been cancelled you don't need to return the oils and the butt plugs you can hold on to them for next time doris and klaus are absolutely devastated despite being cousins they are the ones friskier than anyone else to get involved yeah my venus shit shell shut up klaus you stupid idiot sit there silently and try not to fuck up the buttons today But this is what I hear you saying. It's three races into the year. What the fuck are you talking about? You can't say someone's off this early. Someone's out of the race this early. First off, yes, I can. Second of all, shut your goddamn mouths. You know I'm right. And third of all, how can I actually hear what you're saying? I'm on on a fucking podcast here. Look, 
It's no secret that Formula One is a team sport. It is. It's got two drivers per constructor, a team boss, a bunch of mechanics, engineers, and so on. It takes a lot of people to make sure those cars are good to go each race weekend. So therefore, it's in the team's best interest to get the best result for the team. And that doesn't mean winning the constructors championship. You think that it would be the constructors title that teams value higher and greater than anything else in Formula One? No, you're a stupid idiot. Because it's actually the Drivers World Championship that teams care about. You don't believe me? You don't believe? You think I'm lying? Well, let me ask you this. Well, just ask anyone their thoughts and opinions on the results of last year's F1 season. Mercedes aren't happy with the result. But they won the fucking season. But who are we all celebrating? It isn't Mercedes. It's the reigning world champion, Max Verstappen. Although there is a cash prize in getting a higher constructor's position on the table there. But the fame, the glory, the merch sales, the TV opportunities, the sponsor deals are going to be far greater than that cash prize. And that's going to go to the winning driver, not the winning team. There's a reason why Rubens Barrichello face isn't on the posters on your wall or figurines, despite being part of that Ferrari dynasty. So what I'm basically saying is Carlos Sainz cannot win this year. Why is that? Because Charles Leclerc is his team. Oh shit. Oh shit, Klaus. Team battles, teammate battles, teammate battles, teammate battles, Get it out of your system. Get it out. That's it, baby. Now, I punished you guys for that because you guys are the ones that gave me the Rona in Melbourne. I'm telling you it was you guys. All that kissing and cuddling. You know who I'm talking about. Charles Leclerc is not only leading the championship at the moment, but would be leading the Constructors' Championship by himself as well if he was his own team. He's currently on 71 points, and Carlos Sainz, despite being in third place at the standings, is only on 33 points. But because he is behind isn't the real issue either. 
It's Max Verstappen who is causing the problems. He's currently sitting in sixth place on 25 points. Max Verstappen is Ferrari's current threat. And Mercedes, they're also Ferrari's threat. They're the future threat this season. Max Verstappen has won every race that he's finished. The problem is the reliability issues he is currently having. You see, when Max is up and running, he's getting closer to Leclerc's rear end than my wife would if she saw him in public. Once they started getting the reliability in place and sorted, then Ferrari are going to be giving Leclerc all the upgrades and assistance that they can in order to keep him out in front. Carlos Sainz. Oh, oh Klaus, I like it. A little throw it in there, baby. Yes. My voice is on today. Yeah. See, Carlos Sainz is going to be playing second fiddle to that. If Leclerc wins the championship, it'll be because of the help from Carlos Sainz. Don't get me wrong. With the different strategies and qualifying efforts, but he himself isn't winning this thing. See, I mentioned Mercedes because I believe they're a huge threat as well. Despite driving horrendously slow cars around the circuit at the moment, they are currently sitting in P2 and P5 on the Drivers World Championship and P2 in the Constructors. Their car is fucking shithouse and they're in P2. You know they are going to be playing catch-up and scrambling in their factory to get upgrades in as quickly as possible. And if any team can do it, it's Mercedes. Yes, I understand that there are cost caps in Formula 1. However, no team is better equipped than Mercedes in getting their car built quickly and within budget by doing some probably dodgy type shit as well. See, I think Carlos Sainz is done. I think Ferrari are already looking at the season and saying that we are all in on Charles Leclerc and we're going to use Sainz as a pawn to get him that world championship. It was funny that only a few months ago we were all questioning whether or not Carlos Sainz deserved to be the number one driver at Ferrari or not. But it's now plainly obvious that the smooth operator is there for the ride and Leclerc was given a long-term contract for a reason. What do you guys think? Am I right? And the answer is always yes. That's correct. I am right. But let me know anyway at Parker in my Fermi on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. But now it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. We're going to be talking about the longest consecutive point streak in Formula One. It came to an end. At the Australian Grand Prix there, Carlos signs a smooth operator, 17 races. And it was the sixth longest streak in Ferrari's history. The other five? Well, Seb Vettel with 18. Michael Schumacher also with 18. Seb Vettel did it again with 19. Fernando Alonso, 23. That's amazing. But the longest streak ever for Ferrari? Michael Schumacher with 24. But that's not even the most impressive part about it. What's amazing about that one is that that streak lasted from 2001 season into 2003. It crossed over seasons, baby. Another stat for you. How about this? Every driver that's gotten a Grand Slam since 2011 has gone on to win the championship in that same season. Charles Leclerc is looking the goods now. I can't remember if I told you that stat or not, but damn, Rona's just scrambling my brain, but that was. 
Your stat of the week. Bada bada bee. Bada bada bow. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Two stats, baby. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Bada bada bee. Bada bada bow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves! You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Oh my god! He's gonna blow! Fucking fired up. I am pissed off. That's it. I, I'm ready to go because I'm going to explain to you why Jensen Button is the luckiest and most overrated champion of all time in Formula One. Yes, I am an asshole. I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. And if you have a problem with that, well, you can go and get stuffed, you fuckheads. Wait, no, 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 don't go. Come back, come back. No, no, no. I love you all. You, No, no, no. I love you. Please come back. Doris, we'll come out with another free drink. Listen, I'll pull out all the stats. Like your mum pulls out her tits and goes through all the reasons why Jensen Button is the luckiest and most overrated champion of all time. So, strap yourselves on. I mean, strap yourselves in. Because we're going to bring it to you right now. And I will convince you that Jensen Button kind of sucks. Sure, he's a pretty boy. Yes, he's a bit rugged with that sort of half beard thing he's got. And I don't mind it one bit. But for those of you that don't know the story, Ross Braun, genius in Formula 1. Brought in his own team in the 2009 season. Essentially, Honda pulled the plug due to the global financial crisis that was going on. And he paid a shitload to purchase that team off him. One pound. One pound. Broad GP was formed on the 6th of March 2009 when it was confirmed that Ross Braun, the former technical director for the Honda Racing F1 team, Ferrari and Benetton teams, had bought the team from Honda for one pound in the wake of their departure. So Braun bought the team, named it after himself like a fucking boss, and they rocked up to that first race in the season as the only team that had sorted out how to use this fucking double diffuser. And with Jensen Button and Rubens Barrichello at their helm, it was really a question of, did they get it right? Were they the one team that got it right? But was even lucky to get a fucking drive there because do you know what his record was in 2008, the previous season? Oh, you don't know what it was? His 2008 record must have been incredible. 
He had 18 races, one points finish. He finished 18th in the championship out of 22 drivers. Wow. Okay, so it was a case of pure luck that he was in the right place at the right time. He stumbles and falls ass backwards into the best car for the 2009 season. So let's talk about that 2009 season. Braun worked out the double diffuser. All the other teams were scrambling. How do we get it? How do we get it? But Braun had it sorted. They're much quicker. So surely that's 17 wins in that that season. That's 17 or at least 17 podiums. And it looked like it was going to be the case. Button certainly did start out strong since they were the only car to have the DD sorted. The double Ds. The Ds. And Button's teammate was the man that enjoyed playing second fiddle so much they called him second fiddle Barrichello. That's what they did. It's true. Rubens Barrichello wasn't going to step on Button's toes. We all knew that. He was going to go to one side and let him have it. So seven rounds into the season, Button had won six of those seven races with a podium in China in round three. What a start. Ross Braun is a fucking genius. Button is a lucky son of a bitch. Woo! But now the other teams have caught on. They've modified their double diffusers and they have them working just right. Or at least good enough to compete. You want to know the results for the rest of the 2009 season? 10 races left. He got two podiums in those last 10 races. Along with seven points finishes and a retirement. He didn't win another fucking race or come close. The end result was Button won the championship with 95 points and Seb Vettel came second with 84. If the season was one or two races longer, Seb Vettel is a five-time world champion. Because of a seven-race stretch for Button, he was able to crawl across the line and get himself a championship, and he owes it all to Ross Braun. I don't think there's any secret there. Because he had no business being in that fucking car. He had 66 of his 95 points in those first seven races. Seb only had 29 seven races in. Yes, 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 I understand there is luck involved in any championship winning season. But for you to be 18th of 22 drivers and then your team becomes the best team the following season, but for only a short amount of time, just proves you had literally nothing to do with it whatsoever. We often ask this question, if you stick so-and-so in such-and-such a car, would they win? If you take the worst driver on the grid, let's say Nicholas Latifi, and we stick him in Charles Leclerc's Ferrari, how would he go? Might take him one or two races, but he would be up there. Don't get it twisted. I think Leclerc is a far better driver than Latifi. I'm just saying that it's fucking important to have a half-decent car to drive as well. See, we all know Big Dick Daddy Rick give you a girl the bone. We all know he can drive. We all know Lewis Hamilton can drive. But if the car is rubbish or down on performance, they don't stand a chance at winning a race. And we're seeing that this season. So to do a fair comparison, I've looked at Formula One world champions that have only won one championship since 1990. And what I plan on doing is looking at how well they've succeeded for their entire career. Whether or not they've been consistently good or just had one outstanding season that got them the championship. So let's work in order from most recent all the way back to 1990. We're going to start with last year, Max Verstappen. Well, the man has less than half the amount of entries into Formula One and already has eight more career wins. So yeah. No brainer here. Button is worse than Max Verstappen. Next on the list is Nico Rosberg, 2016. In 100 less starts, he has eight more wins than Button. Also, his teammate at the time is Sir Lewis Hamilton, arguably the greatest driver the sport has ever seen. A bit more of competition than what Rubens Barrichello was. So yeah, I'm giving the edge to Rosberg there as well. 
Then it was Kimi Raikkonen in 2007. Now, Kimi raced in a lot more races, in around 50 more than Jensen Button. But he also had more wins. Six more wins with a win percentage that is higher. And just going off the eye test, just watching what Kimi was able to do in the mid noughties was just insane. He was blisteringly quick. I think it's safe to say Kimi was better than Button also. But let's have a look at the 90s. Surely there was a driver that scraped by in the 90s that was worse than Button. Jacques Villeneuve, 1997. See, he only got 11 wins to his name. Four less than Jensen Button. However, he did it in half the amount of races. His win percentage is off the charts compared to Jensen Button. Damon Hill, 1996. Damon Hill's won 22 races. That's seven more than Jensen Button. And he did it in 122 starts. Whereas Button needed 306 race starts to get his 15 wins. Yeah, 22 wins in 122 starts versus 15 wins in 306 starts. Yeah, I'm giving that one to Damon Hill as well. And finally, Nigel Mansell back in 1992. 31 wins in 196 starts. And the motherfucker had his own video game that everyone had on Game Boy. So yeah, that one's going to Nigel Mansell too. Look. What I'm saying with all of this is that we need to acknowledge that Jensen Button is the luckiest son of a bitch in Formula 1 history. He has a Drivers' World Championship because Ross Braun is a genius and Jensen Button was in the right place at the right time. The stats prove that once other teams copied Braun successfully, Jensen Button was a midfielder at best. I know this is going to piss off a lot of people. And to be honest, I don't give a shit. I just hate how much the media and fans are like want to ride Jensen Button's dick like he was an all-time great. When in reality, he is the worst Formula 1 world champion ever. In fact, there are quite a few drivers that have never won a championship that I would rate a lot higher than Jensen Button. Sir Sterling Moss just comes to mind straight away. More wins. 16 wins in 66 starts. But to be fair, Sir Sterling Moss was also better than most championship winners anyway. It was purely a case of wrong time and wrong place for that man. But that's it. That's my thoughts. When you look at the numbers, it's quite clear that I'm right. We just need to start recognizing that and stop looking at him as some grand champion of the sport. Did I nail it? Well, have I given you guys the shits? Let me know on the socials, at Parking in my firm, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but Klaus, please. I'm fucking dying here. Please, like, please just keep the people entertained, yeah? Keep them entertained. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show. The number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Galdi. What a first half that was. I needed to get that Jensen Button stuff off my chest. It's been pissing me off. And commiserations to Carlos Sainz. It's done and dusted for him. Pack it up now. But you guys don't go anywhere. No, don't you guys pack up. We've got a big second half for you with the power rankings coming up and some amazing episodes in the next few days as well. So make sure. You subscribe and follow because we got to get you ready for Imola, baby. Woo! Klaus. Klaus, I don't want to keep reminding you. Fade me out, you son of a bitch. You goddamn son of a bitch. Hold on, guys. Brilliant. Obviously, got a little bit fortunate there, but part of a game. Let's chase some more podiums now. Make sure you like the socials at Park It in My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is. 
exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and give them a little bit of a like. Keep sliding into the DMs. It makes me happy. It makes me very happy. You ask for a dick pic, you get a dick pic. What? No, no, Klaus, not your dick. Shut up, Klaus, you stupid idiot. But now it's time for the power ranking. Drivers. Ranking. That's it, baby. We rank it from worst to first. How they're performing currently and overall for the year as well. Get ready for... Drivers. Ranking. Drivers power rankings, baby. All right, we're going to start her out straight away. Okay, we're going to go with number 20, Nicholas Latifi. Because you're a rich boy Ooh, and you know, know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely That's on your exactly old what you can money. do. But I don't know for how much longer. My God, I've had a look. You've DNF'd three in the last six races. In races. You finished last weekend, but that was after causing a couple of red flags or one in qualifying. You're just making too many mistakes. This is it. This is your last season in Formula 1, so start enjoying it. You're not going to get off the bottom of this ladder right now because this driving is horrendous. Someone that's challenging you is coming in at number 19, Sebastian Vettel. Now, I'm probably being a little bit harsh here since he hasn't actually raced at all this season and then only had a handful of laps because he decided to crash the car 1,000 times over the Australian Grand Prix weekend. What was it, four red flags? Two yellow flags? That might've been him and Stroll, but my God, Aston Martin, sort your shit out. Seb, you're better than it. You're a four-time world champ. I was telling you, I was telling people how you should be a five-time world champ if it wasn't for Ross Braun. Sebby boy, I know you're better than that. You'll bounce back. You'll start getting in those points finishes, but right now you've got to finish the race and make yourself look good. Recover from the COVID, my man. I hope it's been uh, a good recovery because i tell you what, I'm fucking struggling. Coming in at number 18 is Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy Woo! and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. He really can rely on it because his daddy owns the team so his seat's always going to be safe as long as he wants to race. But my God, you need to pick it up as well. I'm starting to think I mean, is it the drivers here? Because they're both struggling. And one's a four-time world champ. Stroll's gotten on the podium a handful of times too. What's going on there? Aston Martin really need to start getting their shit together because right now it is a struggle for them right now. I can't. They're the only team that hasn't scored a point. After the weekend, when Albon went for a drive of his life, a driving stint that will rival all others, you guys are the only team now that hasn't scored a fucking point. Pull your fucking heads out. That's why you're 19 and 18. Still better than Latifi, though. Coming in at number 17, Mick Schumacher. Now, this is what's happening to the Haas's right now, and I knew this was going to happen. I said it a couple of episodes ago. We got all excited. I said it before the Australian Grand Prix. We got all excited because Haas jumped out of the gate. They were getting points. Magnussen looked great. But they had the most aero tunnel, wind tunnel time. They most most time an effort they could put in. They had a whole season preparing the car. Other teams have caught up pretty fucking quickly. Three races in. So I think it's going to be another long season. But they're looking for next year. I still think Mick will get a points finish this season. Yes. Maybe point finish this season. But right now, you're down there. You're looking all right. You're just getting the laps in. Just getting them in. 
Number 16 is your teammate, Kevin Magnuson, a.k.a. K-Mag, a.k.a. the Viking Princess, you gorgeous hunk of man. I just want to lick the side of your face. Not right now. Got the Rona. Couldn't do it to you. But give it a couple of weeks and you're mine, Kevy boy. Ooh. Anyway, I've got you down there as well. I don't think you're particularly driving bad. I just, I, I know a lot of it, I think, is the limitations of the car. But just a couple of little silly errors here or there for both you and Mick, you know? I expect you to bounce back in Imola. I believe you're probably going to have a good race there. I think we're going to have a lot of retirements in Imola, a lot of crashes in Imola as well. Um, so if you guys just drive it safe, you'll get into the points, and that's what I want to see from my Haas boys. Get right up there. Coming in at number 15 is my little Japanese dumpling, Yuki Sonoda. Now, Yuki, we had a little talk over the summer break. My summer break, not yours. You need to pull your fucking finger out because you've got a car. Now, I don't believe the AlphaTauri is as good this year as it was last year based on Pierre Gasly, but it's not good enough. The results you're getting in that car, even though the car's not up to scratch, they're not good enough. All right, so Yuki, I know you're training harder. I know you're getting the work workouts in. I know you're eating right. No more Uber Eats. You're looking good. But still, you got to start getting those results. At least get consistent points results. That's why I've got you all the way down. Coming in at number 14, Zhou Guan Yu, just ahead of Yuki Tsunoda. I like what this rookie's doing. I think the car's actually, I mean, all those reliability issues we thought they were going to have, they've gone out the window. This car's looking really nice out there. And Zhou Guan Yu is looking very, very nice. He's composed. He's not really doing too much with it. Uh, Bottas is scrapping along. He's fighting people for position. He's pushing up the field. Joe's just getting those laps in. I think that's all they want him to do right now. You know, be that consistent guy. Get those laps in. And it's starting to look good. You're getting that experience. You're keeping the car on track. You're doing better than Yuki started doing. He started just red flagging everything last year. You're keeping the car on track. And you're looking good while doing it. Well done, Joe Guan Yu. Number 13, Mr. Alexander Albon. They raced me too hard. Oh, the only thing hard around here watching you race is my schlong. Because that stint. On those tyres, ooh, you're going all night long, baby. Oh, man. I, I dead set thought you weren't going to pit and just take whatever penalty comes your way because you proved to everyone that that Williams can keep up with the big dogs, at least that midfield pack. If you're left alone and you've got a good driver in there, and I think you are actually a good driver, so happy to see you doing well. So well done, Alex Albon. I just want to keep, I want to see you keep going. I want to see you keep climbing up these ranks. I'd love you to get some more points this season by yourself, unaided, from not a lot of retirements. And I believe you can do it. I believe you can actually do it. Coming in at number 12 is Pierre Gasly. Now, you're not used to seeing him down this low in the power rankings. But he just he's just struggled. And I think a little bit to do with the car. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think he's racing as well as he could be. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's having... PTSD from seeing Alex Albon back in the on the track. I don't know what's going on with him, but I've got him down this low. I've got him actually probably higher than he should be because I'm expecting him. It's more one of those expectation things to see him get those points finished consistently. And I think he will. He should be beating out your, your Valtteri Bottas's right now. He should probably be beating out those McLaren boys right now as well, but they're not. he's not doing it. He's not keeping up with them. He's falling behind, so that's why I've got him in at number 12. Number 11, this one hurts a little bit. Fernando Alonso, oh. Look, he DNF'd. I don't think he even DNF'd. He just came dead last in the race of all the running cars. But we all know 
It would have been a different story if he could get that qualifying lap in. Oh, he was looking so good. Two purples. He was ahead of Leclerc. He just couldn't get it across the line. Binder, red flag the, the qualifying. But he's when he's on, that Alpine looks incredible. That looks like it should be up there with the Ferraris and the Red Bulls. But I just think over a course of a race, they've got good qualifying pace and then their race pace, it's just fucking not there. And I don't know what it is. They just turn it up for that. You know, keep it turned up, boys. What are you doing? But that was the first half of your... Drivers. Ranking. That's exactly right. We're 10 down with 10 more to go. And we've got to pay the bills. I'll be back in a sec. Drivers. Ranking. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, this one is a big shout out to the legends that we have here today. I'm looking up in the penthouse suite up there. They're enjoying unlimited double Midoris on ice. Thanks to Doris handing those out. We've got... Austin up there, Anthony, Caleb, Chris, John, Sam, and Taylor. They're having the time of their life. Shirts off and everything. Austin, put it back on. All right, take it off. I don't care. Have a, have a ball, guys. Have a ball. Enjoy it. And if you want to join the Legends Club, well, you can do it down in the description below. Patreon.com slash parking in my family. Sign up and become a legend today. Get your name read out on every single episode and in the notes as well. Not only that, because I'm offering all my cherubs and muffins 5% off with code podcast exclusive 5 link in description. That's for the merch store. But you guys in the Legends Club, you get a further 20% off that with your free worldwide shipping. So go pick out something beautiful for yourself. Make sure you're looking really cute over Easter, hey? Make sure you're looking gorgeous, scrummy, yummy. Because you're already looking darling up there, my Legends. Make sure you're looking prettier. But if you want to sign up and join them, get that VIP treatment, that access. If you want to get a rub down from Doris, <laughs> she'll give you a fucking rub down. You want a little something more from Klaus? He'll do whatever I tell him to do. Yep, Klaus. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You shut the fuck up, Klaus. If you put, if I say put your mouth there, you put your mouth there. So to sign up, it's simple. Go in the link below, patreoncom slash firmo to become a legend to join that Legends Club. And also a quick reminder as well, head over to iTunes, leave a five-star review on your Apple Podcast or iTunes store there. We don't have any new ones since the last episode, so I've got nothing to read out, but I'll read out whatever you write as long as you leave five stars. But guys, it's time to get back on with the power ranking top ten, baby. Drivers. Ranking. That's it, top 10. We've done the first 10 already. We've got 10 through to one to go. Woo! Drivers. Ranking. All right. So, we're coming in straight away at number 10 here. This one still hurts. But it's improving for me. It's Big Dick, Danny Rick. Give your girl the bone. Darren Avocado, Daniel Ricciardo. 
up higher than where he was after the last race, and that's because that McLaren's starting to get a couple of upgrades. Looking really good in Australia. Oh, he looks so good. So handsome as well. But he was starting to look really good out there. Him and Lando. And that's why I've got to have him in at number 10 there. Coming in ahead of him, though, at number 9, Esteban Ocon. Tell me. Sit there right now. You tell me, without looking it up, what did Esteban Ocon do on the weekend? Yeah. I couldn't fucking tell you. Absolutely nothing. I'll tell you what he did. Drove consistently around that circuit right there. Kept his head down. Didn't, didn't start any trouble. Got himself a points finish. So I've got to have him up there. Beat his teammate. Beat some notable names. I'm going to have him at number nine. Esteban, keep doing your thing. Stay out of trouble like you're doing. I love to see it. Coming in at number eight. Oh, the bot bot. Valtteri Bottas. Woo! I love watching you do your things. He's looking good. That helmet he had, that lid he had at the race. Spectacular. Spectacular. It was a good looking helmet. I'd love to get a copy of that. Put it up on the wall. That looked fantastic. Great run by you. You looked fabulous out there. You're making that Alfa Romeo look really good. This season so far, you've had a great run as well. That's why I've kept you high. Because even if you do, you know, if we have one or two bad sloppy performances, you're dropping all the way down. The power ranking is about keeping that consistency going. Coming in at number seven is another McLaren who's climbed quite a long way up this list is Lando Norris. He had himself a great weekend, although a few little car issues at the end. Don't know whether or not to let Daniel pass you or not. That really pissed a lot of us off. Just saying. Just saying. But Lando, great run on the weekend as well. That's why I'm going to have you high at number seven right now. Coming in at number six, Sir Lewis Hamilton. I don't mind what he's doing. You know, he's outperforming that car. Him and George Russell, they're, they're bringing a piece of shit, a little shit box, and they're sitting second in the constructors, and he's P5 in the championship. He's looking really good there too. I like what Lewis is doing. If they can keep it up there for as long as possible until these upgrades start coming in, then all of a sudden, Mercedes are challenging Ferrari, Mercedes are challenging Red Bull, and all of a sudden, they're getting those points, a couple of wins. And they're going to win themselves a championship. Number five, Sergio Perez. Checo, look, I've got him up there still. He didn't have a spectacular weekend. But, I mean, Jeddah, he was fabulous. He, he Not his fault, but he was on pole. He was looking really, really good. Safety car screwed him over. Bahrain, reliability issues. And he looked really, really good here. So I've got to have him up at number five. No problem with him whatsoever being that high. Number four is Mr. Saturday, who can't do Saturday things on a Saturday anymore. George Russell. Now, I like what George is doing. He's very, very consistent. He's very professional, too. You listen to him and Lewis, how well they're trained with media chat, media talk. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You want them to slip up. You want them to have a personality where they can joke around and laugh. I, I can't. You don't get too much out of them, you know? But anyway, George Russell, I love what you're doing at the moment. You're driving very well. You're outperforming that car. That's why I've got to have you P4 in. You're sitting P2 of the championship right now. That's what's unbelievable about this. You keep this up, you're going to have Mercedes right in the position they need to pounce and attack Ferrari and Red Bull because I believe the Red Bulls will bounce back as well towards the end of the season here. Number three is Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator. Now, 
I know. I've got him very high for a guy who qualified P9 and didn't finish the race. But those first two races, he was great. He had some car issues. He had a new steering wheel. He had things not configured. Benefit of the doubt, keeping him at number three. I understand he should probably be closer to a six or a seven, but it's my list. If you've got a problem with it, tongue my balls. And let me give you a reach around. Number two, Max Verstappen. Look, he did nothing in the two races that he hasn't finished. They were reliability issues with the car. And in the one race he did finish, he won the fucking thing. So if Max Verstappen's done nothing wrong, he's looking really good out there. I'm going to have him up there at number two on the driver's power ranking. And number one, Charles Leclerc. Woo, grand slam at the weekend. I'd be a moron not to have him at number one. He's just an absolute freak. I, I bought some merch of his on the weekend. I'm not even a Ferrari fanboy, but I just love this kid. I think he's going to be great. I've got it. He already is. So I've got to pick that up. If he keeps going on the way he is, they're not catching him. He's going to go on. He's going to win himself his first world title. Still will be a better world champion than Jensen Button ever was. Yeah, I'll fight you. Yeah, I'll fight you. But that was the Power Rangers. Drivers. Ranking. Ooh, number five was Perez. Four, Russell. Three, Carlos Sainz. Two, Verstappen. And number one, Charles Leclerc. Drivers. Ranking. But ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of episode 130. All done and dusted. I want to implore you for sitting through this with my voice the way it is. I don't know how short the episode's going to be. I've recorded for just under an hour. It's probably only going to be like a 45-minute episode, me cutting out all the coughing and and spitting out things. But I've got to thank you guys. Go ahead and like all the socials. Please do it for me. It makes me feel really, really good. Subscribe and follow on your podcast listening device. I do three shows a week. I'll be back in a couple of days' time. Yes. And of course, a huge shout out to our legends up there. Austin, Anthony, Caleb, Chris, John, Sam, Taylor. You guys are having the time of your life. Unlimited double Midori's on ice. They're getting rowdy. I'll be coming up to join you, obviously, from a safe distance. From a safe distance. But we'll have some drinks. We'll party hard tonight. But guys, if you want to join the Legends Club, I've told you where you need to go. If you want to pick yourselves up something pretty from the merch store, it's parkingtomyfermate.com slash merch. Link in description. Podcast exclusive 5 for 5% off. Join the Legends Club for another 20% off. But as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.